Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Hello, old friend. <laughs> I uh, First off, I deeply apologize that I did not get back into your ears by September 1st, as promised. I recently listened to the last episode that I left you with, and I did not realize I had given a specific date although very well-intentioned to return after a one-month break. Life had a different plan. <laughs> but I, um, I do have to say that it is so wonderful to be back here with you. And it was also quite heartening to start receiving messages and uh, speaking with people in real life who started saying, what's going on there? Where's your podcast? (laughs) We miss you. And uh, so it's just, it's really nice to, to have kind of do what life, you know, uh, expected of me or needed me to do for a little while there and, and come back with a very full cup and some big reflections that I am able to share with you because of that time and space that I took. So I really appreciate that you have hung in there with me. And we are back together again, back in the saddle again together. And um, I, I hope you've had a nice summer uh, transition into fall, despite all of the uh, world uh, pain and experiences we are all witness to right now. Um I really hope you have been doing as best as, as you can at hanging in there with honoring what you need and taking care of your heart and filling your cup. Um, because when we take care of ourselves, that is what moves us into love and understanding more than anything else. So I really hope you are doing that for yourself today and have been able to do so as best you can over the last couple of months. So where do we begin, guys? (laughs) Um, It has been quite, yes, it's been quite the last couple of months for me. And I, you know, I've, I've put a little thought into what I would love for this for the pod to look like moving forward. I do have some wonderful interviews in the can that I cannot wait to share with you. But I decided that I uh, I thought, you know, I think it would be a really good idea to take today and the next three weeks, so four weeks total, 
to take a look at some of these, uh, I don't know if we want to call them life lessons <laughs> or just the deepening of my own grounding that I've experienced. Um, yeah, so I'm going to take this this month, the month of November, the four weeks here to share with you some things that have been very eye-opening and mind-blowing for me. Um, obviously, I've been sharing different things that I've been learning along the way with new clients, and uh, it's been very helpful for them. So here I am to share it with you. Um, yes. Okay. So where do we begin? Let me look at my notes, because guess what? I took a couple of notes, so we're on the right track. <laughs> Um, oh yes. Okay. So for today, I want to point to, holy cow, have I realized on a deep experiential level, the capacity that we have as human beings to hold so much. Now, let me say, when I'm talking, what I'm, what I'm pointing to, yes, my God, we have the capacity to do a lot, hold a lot, and, and work through a lot when it comes to life. But something that has been just incredibly eye-opening for me is we have the capacity to experience such a wide breadth of uncomfortable feelings. And frankly, before this last summer or over this last couple of months, before then, the so much in that sentence, right, we have the capacity to hold so much when it comes to uncomfortable feelings. The so much in that used to scare me. And because the so much used to scare me, I used to truly live my life in accordance to the noise that was creating all of that uncomfortable feeling inside of me. What does that look like? Honestly, I, what's, what I've been having insights into is how I would, I would be having these deep experiences of uncomfortable feelings inside, right? That would look like suffering, worry, fear, all of this is suffering, but <laughs> worry, fear, insecurity. And those feelings used to worry me so bad. And I've shared this in, in previous episodes, but it's come, become clearer and clearer for me that I used to absolutely take the experience of fear, worry, anxiety, stress, anything on the spectrum of uncomfortable. I used to take those feelings as information about how I was doing in life. 
So it looked extremely proactive and responsible for me to then be scared by all of that fear and worry and then respond and try to overcorrect or um, just work really hard in my life, even if that meant just working really hard inside of myself of overthinking things and trying to think up of, of all the what are all the possible scenarios and what do they think and and making sure everybody else's feelings are taken care of and you know not wanting to make a wrong move and what if that's not possible for me so what do i need to do to make sure that that does become possible there was so much noise going on inside of me that i took seriously And therefore then, like I said, would work my ass off inside of myself and in life to try to override these feelings, this thought-feeling experience that was creating fear and worry and anxiety and stress within me. And I will say it again, that doing the overthinking to try to figure out how to get out of a worried feeling or to get out of anxiety or stress. Doing the overthinking to try to figure all that stuff out looked really responsible. Now, I'm going to give you a real life example to help kind of cement this and concrete it for you. You've heard me talk about it a lot on the pod, but here we are. The reality is for me, we all have sticking points in our lives, different subjects where we have, we we get wobbly easier than others, right? Some of us, we might feel extremely sturdy in our careers or extremely sturdy in our relationships or extremely sturdy in our relationship to money. And then we feel a little wobbly when it comes to, right, something, one of those buckets, right? Like you might feel great about your career, but you feel wobbly about relationships, right? You feel great about um, money, but you feel wobbly around your career, right? Like we, we have this, we, we all have these kind of sticking points where we can get wobbly around. And for me, as I've shared often, is the subject of money, my relationship to money. And I have been, you know, a pack rat with money. Anytime I make even just a little bit more than I need, I save it. So all of that is wonderful as far as like, you know, I'm I'm grateful that my stress and my fear around money um what's kind of worked out for me is that sometimes people's response to it is to spend it like crazy and then, you know, and end up constantly being upside down. And, um, in that type of, you know, that's their reaction to their fear around money. For me, I've done the opposite where I'm, you know, I, I, grip it and I go, Oh, I have some, okay, shove it away in case we don't get any more ever again. Right. Well, I basically made the choice. It truly was a choice where I realized very clearly over the last several months, or at the beginning of the last several months, 
I made a decision. I thought, I know what my life looks like. I know what I look like. I know what it feels like to live my life like that. I have my entire adult life, I have always lived my life like that, right? A hypervigilance to how, how am I doing when it comes to my finances? How are things going? When is it coming next? Is it ever going to come again? <laughs> you know, I, there was a hypervigilance to it because, as I said, it looked responsible for me to be so hypervigilant, which fundamentally is overthinking and worrying, right? Just a misuse of my imagination. But it came from this seed of if I don't worry about it, if I don't overthink it, then what if I end up upside down, no money, and I don't know what to do next, right? And then I'm going to be unhoused, unhappy, and end up under a bridge. Anyway, I just gave you a little window into my old habitual brain. (laughs) So at the beginning of a few months ago, I just kind of dawned on me, I know what life feels like living in accordance to that noise. I know it. I've been an adult for over 20 years now, and I know what that experience feels like. And I know it's not helpful. It takes me out of the present moment because I am constantly thinking about the future. It keeps my own energy gripped and tight. And if we look at the fundamentals about life, around how all of this works, that we are all these living, breathing entities of energy, And if my energy is real tight and going inwards towards my brain and all my worries, that's not open like a giant lotus flower, open and available, right, energetically. Also, if I'm worried and consumed by my my overthinking of things, even though that looks responsible, guess what? Fundamentally, that gives me tunnel vision, I am now just looking at all of the ideas in my mind that are creating worry. I am not actually in the present moment with my eyes open and available to opportunity that is around every corner in every conversation. It also means that my ears are tuned into my brain and my thoughts. As opposed to when we're in a more relaxed and settled state, our ears are tuned into that deeper intelligence, that deeper knowing. When ideas occur to us all the time, where ideas occur to us all the time, from, right? That's where they come from. And when your ears are completely tuned into your brain, ideas are coming to your mind from your knowing. But more often than not, I can guarantee you, if you're anything like me or every other human being I've spoken to, (laughs) when we're tuned into our brain and taking it so seriously and thinking that 
all of its overthinking and vigilance is actually helpful. When our relationship to it is that strong, then when we get ideas that come from a deeper place, we more often than than not negotiate with it, right? We get ideas, fresh new ideas that might say things like, reach out to so-and-so, not about getting money, but just even in connection. And who knows where that new connection and relationship or that reach out might lead, right? That's the deeper part of us that's connected to all of life, right? But when we're so identified and so strongly wedded to our mind, anytime we get something from our, as Einstein says, from our intuitive mind, that deeper intelligence within, that quiet voice inside, when we're so strongly wedded to our brains, when our ideas come from that deeper place, we tend to just immediately bat it away thinking that it's not good enough, that it doesn't fit, that it won't bring the solution we're so desperately looking for. So at the beginning of these last several months of shift for me, I realized I know what life looks like from there when it comes to my relationship with money. And I was tired of it. And that was enough for me to go, let's see what life looks like doing it a little differently. So it does not mean that my habits of thought, because my relationship with my mind around all this overthinking about money, my relationship to those habits has been very strong. So as I share with clients, what happens is, is when we start to see it and we start to kind of get curious and go, hey, wait, <laughs> you've looked responsible, but actually you've kind of screwed me over. <laughs> I'm going to try something new. You know, when we turn our gaze to that deeper knowing and start honoring it and going, all right. I'm going to just as best I can try to listen to you from here on out. My mind, our minds, what they will what they will likely do is they will get louder with the habits. Because we're so used to going there for answers when it comes to these different things. So when we're choosing to not listen to it, it's 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 almost like the brain goes into fight or flight and can't believe that you're not going there for the answers. But because I was so determined to have a different experience, it felt a little bit like a leap of faith. But I thought, you know, let's do this for real this time. And by golly, I am on the other side of a few months of extreme uncomfortability because of it. It would ebb and flow like crazy. But what was amazing is I was a witness to it because I was so determined to stay grounded in my knowing, honoring what came from there. 
because frankly, it felt a little bit like my back was up against the wall. And if I didn't stay true to myself, my deeper self, capital S, right? That quiet voice inside. If I didn't do it that way, I felt like this is, uh, I'm never going to go beyond the upper limits that I set upon myself around what's possible for me financially, because I will always have this experience of a self-fulfilling prophecy of feeling so desperate around my finances, while also not allowing for a new experience. And then never having a new experience ends up being evidence for my worries. And I wanted to get off that train. So what I'm here to say is, I'm on the other side. It was uncomfortable as hell because my habits of thought were so loud. But what I was able to see in those experiences was this. When it would get unbearably uncomfortable inside myself, you know, like I remember one day I was sitting in my car after a long day of sessions and I was very tired, so I couldn't move. And I just had a huge wave of that insecurity. And I just thought, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for showing me how uncomfortable we can be and still know that we are okay. Thank you for showing me the capacity we have for uncomfortable feelings while moving to a new experience. We, and by the way, I'm talking to you on the other side of this conversation. We as human beings, it is unbelievable what we are capable of. And we can see it, you know, in the news and all these, and hear stories of, you know, incredible feats and, and, you know, the the losses that people go through. And you and me, we have experienced losses. And so we can automatically kind of go, yeah, yeah, I understand. I've, I've been through a lot and I'm still here. And, I know so many people who've been through insane things and challenges in their lives, and they're still here doing it. But you know what is interesting? When it comes to the basic things that we work on and move through inside of ourselves, that's the stuff that we start to get uncomfortable about and we tap out so easy. We go right to our habits whether it be setting new boundaries, whether it be setting new boundaries with others or new boundaries with ourselves. I was essentially setting a boundary with myself. I refuse to go back to the way I used to be when it comes to this relationship with money. I held a boundary with myself. 
And that, yes, I know when it comes to the big kind of obvious moments, we can very clearly see, wow, us human beings are capable for, you know, to handle so much. But when it comes to this stuff that's so nuanced, I think we innocently make up our mind that that's who we are and we won't be able to change. And that's what I'm challenging here today. Even the little stuff inside that probably looks really big. Even that. You are never set in stone. Ever. How's that for a first day back? (laughs) Feels right to stop there. But I'm looking forward to being in your ears again next week. So have a wonderful rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Sending love in all directions. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at what moves you with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at what moves you with And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.